0: Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining CaseWorks. Uh, CaseWorks helps law firms improve profitability with a trusted outsourced resource that facilitates cost-effective operational scale while converting overhead into expensable case costs. Uh, we are continuing our series, talking to thought leaders in the legal space, today being joined by Susan Barfield, CEO of CaseWorks, and Chris Princess, VP of Sales at Consumer Attorney Marketing Group. Thank you both for joining us today.
1: Thank you, John.
0: Thanks, John. Consumer Attorney Marketing Group, CAMG, well known in the legal field, uh, leading marketing agency for mass tort and single event plaintiff firms. Really great to have you here, Chris, joining us. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, your role at CAMG?
2: Yeah, John, thanks. Uh, uh, Vice President, and pretty much uh, oversee uh, a lot of the relationships that we have with our clients, making sure we're getting them the information they need, if they need to get uh, new cases uh, for current clients, Uh, making sure we're optimizing uh what's already in play um and i think what we're talking about today specifically on the mass tort side helping clients throughout uh, throughout the life cycle of the mass tort, wherever they're at to get these cases whether it's uh there's a new one on the horizon that folks want to get into if there's existing ones that 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 firms want to add to their population and then as, as things wrap up um uh, making sure, while the time is still available, to get as many cases as as a firm may may want to uh, to add to their inventory.
0: And mass tort cases absolutely are; um, they have a very long life cycle. We see some torts take many many years to go from this emerging phase all the way through to the point where they're settled. Um, and there are many different uh, many different things that happen throughout the course of that life cycle. Um, We're going to talk specifically about three moments within the life cycle of a mass tort when it may make sense for a firm to consider entering uh, that tort and acquiring cases. Susan, uh, have you seen firms uh, starting to acquire more cases here in in, the middle of 2021?
1: Yeah, great question. Um, I have, especially just after COVID, a lot of the personal injury attorneys that want to invest in mass tort um, their cases started, you know, resolving, and so they've. I, I've seen an, an uptick in the investment in mass torts, and then just as you just mentioned, there's, uh, you know, several new torts on the horizon, and so, and we'll talk about that. Just, you know, there's there's firms that want to get in early, and so we've seen an uptick on on those cases.
0: It it has felt like over the past month, there's just been this emergence of new cases. Um, Chris, you want to touch on some of the the ones that you're seeing pop up recently as getting some attention yeah you
2: know at least um uh from from my radar there's been there's been two um that are I guess on the uh, entry level of the investment cycle uh the Phillips uh CPAP uh, the sleep apnea machines um and there was just uh the master's made perfect did a webinar on those uh, recently and then the uh, uh the Neutrogena uh, sunscreen uh is coming on uh pretty strong so those are those are two in the last boy say last number of weeks that have really gotten on uh, on everyone's
0: uh, on everyone's radar. And why do you think firms find mass torts so appealing versus single event?
2: Yeah, you know, I think they, they can both be appealing. I think it depends on what the firm's looking at. But as far as mass torts go, there's a couple of things. Obviously, there's um, uh, there's a lot of, a larger number, a larger pool of folks that immediately uh, need help, need guidance, uh, which obviously leads to uh, to some financial rewards there for uh, for everybody involved and. Um, if you're not in leadership, it's it's a master. is also something if you're a law firm where you can, you can pretty much just almost invest in the cases and not and not have to be involved. You can kind of sit on the sidelines and and make it almost. And I hate to tie it, anything to, to to Wall Street when, in, in this world, but it's it's like a passive investment uh, where you can do some research, you can invest your money, uh, and then you can watch how the the litigation's going, and then um, and then hopefully when there's a positive outcome for
0: everyone participate in the rewards. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Definitely a good compliment to single event for firms that are in single event considering getting into mass torts. Um, Are there any benefits to entering uh, a mass tort at that emerging phase like we're at right now with CPAP and with sunscreen?
2: Yeah, you know, there, there's there's a couple, and again, I, I just I'm going to tie it to, to to the investment world because most folks can understand that. But uh, but but early on, and we're we're usually engaged with with the majority of of firms that when they get a a hunch or there's some intel where there's something maybe brewing, um, you can get into these uh, for two reasons. Number one, if you're a law firm and you're looking to to maybe make a move to be on leadership, and you need a number of cases, a, number, a lot of inventory that's a great way to get in, involved early. And like anything else, there's, uh, there's a, the risk reward factor. So early on where there's still a lot of unknowns, um, that's, that's the risk, but the reward is, is uh, there's not a lot of competition uh, for cases yet. So you can certainly uh, get a good inventory, get a good population early on at, a, uh, at an attractive price point.
0: Um, what about as a, a, a tort becomes a little bit more mature, the science gets a little bit more defined, um, firms have a better understanding of what the population looks like and how many people were affected. Um, what about at that point in the life cycle?
2: Yeah, you know, it's it's still uh, it, it's still attractive. It comes to, to the risk reward factor. So you, John, exactly what, what you're saying is we move through a litigation and criteria becomes a little bit more defined. Um, injuries become a little bit more defined um there's 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 less risk involved um certainly prices are are going to go up because of the uh, because of the competition uh, there's obviously less cases possibly potentially out out in the uh, uh in the market so for a higher price point you're you're going to also get a lot
0: less uh risk susan um there are firms that come to you at various points in this, this mass tort life cycle. Where are, you seeing, um, where are you seeing most firms come to you with uh, an opportunity and saying, hey, like, I've got cases. Is it right when these torts are starting? Is it after they become a little bit more mature or is it once they become um, kind of ready for settlement?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say if I think, you know, back to all the firms that we're supporting, you know it's really just based on um, their comfort level like chris said it depends on um the risk that they you know some some firms want to get in early on just like you said that um the, the cost per case acquisition is a lot lower you know the firms that we are supporting um a lot of them jump into tort as soon as one emerges. Um, just like Chris mentioned, the, the cost per case acquisition's low. And so, you know, that allows them to build their inventory. And then they start, as the science, you know, continues to evolve, they, they start to dwindle or you know, maybe close out or reject some of those cases based on, you know, what, what they're seeing. And then we have other firms that are really conservative and they're wanting to wait until that science has been more defined as far as, you know, what are the injuries? And then they're gonna start to, um, You know, I think of it kind of like a funnel. There's firms that a traditional funnel. They want to go get a lot of cases, and um, in the very beginning. Whereas there's other firms that think about like an inverted funnel. They they start to really narrow in their criteria, and they're really looking for very specific cases with uh, a very um, narrow uh, criteria. And so,
2: just to add to that, you know, something else uh, down the funnel uh, that that's actualized is you see the leadership. Uh, that's going to be uh, part of the mass tort. Um, so, you know, there's a saying in in the mass tort world where you uh, you certainly want to look at betting on uh, on the jockey, not necessarily the horse. So, the the leadership team uh, that's overseeing a mass tort is defined. So, uh, you can then uh, make your investment decisions based on who's going to be overseeing the uh, the results of the uh, of the settlement. Uh,
0: early on, a firm. Um, is looking to invest in both the marketing so they can acquire cases uh, as well as they're looking at the investment in their firm and what is it going to take for them to operationalize getting into a new case type or scaling uh, and bringing on a lot of cases. Susan, can you talk about how firms who are kind of at that phase in their decision-making process could leverage CaseWorks to enter a a tort?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think one thing CaseWorks um, we come in and, and talk with firms and, tr- and try to understand what their strategy is because um, it, it's for us, you know, we don't want to be viewed as a vendor. We, we really want to be viewed as as another business partner. So we want to look at what is what is their strategy and what are they trying to achieve? And so some of the things that we're going to talk to these firms about, number one, is who are they using for case acquisition? Because that is really going to be telling to us. Um, I mean, we've, we've worked with pretty much every um, case acquisition group that's out there. And so we have a lot of stats and metrics on um, each group and the cases that got across the finish line. So we wanna work with firms that are gonna be, um, you know, bringing in qualified clients. And then the second thing that is, we wanna talk about is who are they using from the medical record retrieval? as we, as we all know, no records. There's no case, and so we, we want to, we want to make sure that we're helping the firms make decisions on who are the best partners for them, so that we can get as many cases across the finish line. Um, and so for caseworks, you know, whether it's s- small firms. Um, personal injury attorneys that have never invested in mass tort, then we we you know can utilize and leverage our case ready process to help them, and so it's a complete you know formula for them. They like Chris said earlier, and um, they can pretty much be hands off. I mean, it's a complete you know outsourced solution. We'll work with the different groups, So we'll work with CAMG, um, and we'll work with cars on on ordering those medical medical records, and then we'll we'll work up those cases for firms that are pretty established and they've been in the business and been doing mass tort for a long time Um, as you know as torts emerge as you know Chris mentioned earlier and they want to go invest um, you know into those new torts they might not have the infrastructure in place to be able to handle the volume that they otherwise could um, you know bring in and so that's a great place to be able to leverage you know a group like caseworks to be able to outsource the entire process and then I guess even you know further from that um, we really like to understand um you know is this you know their cash flow if there's you know concerns about that then we can connect them with different funders um where they can essentially acquire more cases than our process the case development the medical record ordering all of that can be passed along as a client expense and so those are the conversations that we like to have with firms not just hey this is caseworks this is what we do and let's talk about case development but let's look at your strategy holistically and let's talk about the best partners to be able to outsource you know this the entire process for you
0: because if a firm is actually looking to get into mass torts and they're going to be working with someone maybe who's on leadership, they're referring the cases over to them. Really, they can they can use a marketing partner like CAMG and a case development partner like CaseWorks and strategically invest their money in the case types that they want and make sure that they're getting quality cases from a CAMG and that their clients are being taken care of and the cases are being worked up as well as possible with the CaseWorks. So effectively, going back to the question, scaling their operation really is just, a choice of hiring the best vendors to get the cases and to work up the cases. Um, and they can get into mass torts probably much quicker than, than they would otherwise be able to.
1: Yeah, and, I, and I've heard um, from firms that they, they spend a lot of money in marketing and acquiring cases. And then from that point, they then referred them out to the firms on leadership. But they really didn't get the the feedback that they were looking for on okay where are those cases how are they being developed you know where are they in the case developments um, pipeline and so alternatively uh, what we suggest is working them up and getting them to a point where you understand your inventory and then refer them not only is that you understand your inventory but a lot of times you can negotiate a better um, attorney fee split so you're paying a, a very you know modest amount for the case development and the medical records number one can be passed along as a client expense you understand the inventory and then when you refer that over then you can negotiate the attorney's fee so overall it's just a great and great strategy
0: so uh we're we're really talking about three time three times in the life cycle of a mass tort where someone could look at investing caseworks can support the firm anywhere throughout that process camg can support from a marketing perspective, anywhere throughout that life cycle. But Chris, in your opinion, at what point in a torts life cycle, either the emerging phase, the scaling phase, or the pre-settlement phase, would you believe to be the uh, the uh, strongest point or the most efficient time to invest in mass torts?
2: Yeah, you know, it, it's hard to say. And everyone's got their own, like any investment, everyone's got their own... Uh, end goal uh their 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 risk tolerance and 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 what they're looking to uh uh, to get out of it i i would say uh, regardless of when you invest uh you know keep keep a close eye on on the market and what's what's emerging uh and then follow it along stay engaged and call folks like susan or us or whoever your resources are to stay engaged with it and see where you're Uh, where you're comfortable with it. If you're a seasoned investor, you kind of know where your benchmarks are and what you're looking to do to to do. And we run across this all the time. We've got seasoned clients and we've got clients that have been doing auto for Mm -hmm. the last 30, 40 years. And they're like, you know, we want to, want to throw our hat into the, uh, to the mass, to the mass tort uh, side of the, of investing. And so we hold their hand a little bit, uh, a little bit closer. You know, I think, um, seasoned they can usually make their call and a lot of those firms will will invest in in all three areas all three buckets of it beginning middle and then end tier you know a suggestion depending again it's it's all up to the firm but if, if you're new to it typically what i what, what what i see is they want some comfort so a, a middle tier master where maybe there's a few answers uh, there's there's some of the risk mitigated especially if you're at, at first, trying trying this, and they're happier to, to maybe spend a little bit more as a price point per um, per case. But again, you know, I, I wouldn't go in to advise any one particular strategy. I'd want to learn what the firm's looking to do, and then and then uh, give some feedback on on, on, the, on the best on the best chart forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think every firm is going to be unique. They need to look right. at their own situation, um, get into the right tour at the right time for that firm. That's right. All right. Well, I, I, I want to thank you, Chris, for joining us today as a guest. Susan, thank you as always. Thanks, um, guys. Chris, if someone wants to get a hold of you or of CAMG, how can they reach you? Yeah, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty uh, accessible uh, on the website,
2: c a m g i n c uh, dot com uh, and then obviously ever, anyone can call me if they like it
0: 312-361-7003 happy to to help where i can um susan any uh, last comments on caseworks
1: no and and i just wanted to add um chris certainly appreciate you joining today. And then if anyone wanted to learn a little bit more about CaseWorks, they can visit our website at yourcaseworks.com. Certainly always reach out to me via email. You can um, contact me at Susan at yourcase.works.
0: Thanks everyone for joining us. Don't forget to uh, subscribe. If you're watching us on YouTube, follow us on LinkedIn and we will see you for our next episode. Thank you.
1: Thank you.